today. New leaked emails show that Nashville officials hid COVID data to keep the bars closed down. The majority of business closures, by the way, from COVID are permanent. So congratulations, everyone. We've done it and much more to come. Don't change the dial. It starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by my good friend, Yaku Buyans, host of the Yaku Buyans show. Thank yeah. you for being here. He keep every time he I see him now every week, he's like, you're still here. Yep. Where's the baby? Yep. You're still I'm asking that question too, Yaku. I would love to know where this baby is and why it's ready. still here. You gotta be ready. <laughs> we're so glad she's here though. Yes. And uh, on her maiden voyage on the show, we have Shemaine Nugent. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And um, you, so Shemaine hosts a podcast as well. Can you let all, all of the viewers know where they can find you? I'm on social media on Instagram, and I do a Facebook watch show called Simply Shemaine that comes out every Tuesday at 5 Eastern. And it's all a little bit about politics, a little bit about healthy living. I've been teaching group fitness classes since 1980. Wow. Long time. And I, I have done uh, a few shows on sex trafficking, mm. But I always end with something to make you smile. So that's, that's my claim to fame. Good. I love that. <laughs> well, so, okay, so we are going to get into the headlines of the day. But just curious, you do politics, um, but you also do your show on Facebook Watch. Have you found trouble with Facebook oh, yeah. censoring like, your stuff? I started out at getting close to 100,000 views a week. Mm -hmm. And now it's down to about twenty or 30,000 just wow. just flat out suppression. Yeah. No yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can relate uh, during during the breaks. We'll commiserate about yeah. that because I certainly have had uh, my fair share as well. Uh, all right. Into the headlines of the day. So leaked emails between an advisor in the Nashville mayor's office and the city health department indicate that the officials uh, were actually interested not in, you know, I don't know, helping the community be the best that they can be, but more interested in concealing the number of COVID-19 cases that were actually traced back to bars and restaurants because the number was too low. Hmm. The number was too low. Yep. Yep. They didn't feel like it would be a very good, uh, very good optics. And uh, so they concealed it. As of June 30th, contact tracing efforts had found only 22 cases that were tied to bars and restaurants. And just for perspective here, uh, more than a thousand cases each were traced to construction and nursing homes. And uh, in these leaked emails, you have the health department official saying this isn't going to be publicly released, right? Uh, and then the senior advisor to the mayor, Benjamin Eagles, of course, says, correct, not for public consumption. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, it's almost like we thought that this was happening the whole time. And now we are seeing it all come out. And it's all happening exactly the way that we said that it would. Huh, who knew? This one's a little personal. You don't know this, but well, you know my whole family and the in-laws live in Nashville. Yes, yes. Well, the restaurant in picture, there's a restaurant called Puckett's Grocery, which is incredible. Little shameless plug. My father-in-law is also invested in it. They're going to be livid mm -hmm. when they hear this, mm -hmm. right? But it's John Cooper. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. It's a liberal mayor. Right. Come on. Can we just, the script roll it out and see that they play the script? Of course. And I think we're going to see this even more so post-election. We're going to mm -hmm. see these stories come out, these leaked emails come out as people get a little more brave, you know, yeah. say, hey, this is what really happened. How we suppressed numbers, 
We shouldn't be surprised, not after the CDC comes out and said, oh, we only missed it by 96 percent. Yeah, it's just, just the 96 percent, though. I think, quite frankly, Americans are getting exhausted mm-hmm. with all of this. We did what they wanted us to do. We flattened the curve. Mm-hmm. We followed all the rules. And quite frankly, doesn't whiskey cure everything? <laughs> so shouldn't we be going to bars? I don't know. That's what I heard. I can't wait to remind myself of that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. N- not for no, you. No. No. I'll defend. <laughs> but when, when I have a sore throat, I have honey and whiskey and lemon and yeah, a little hot toddy. And, you know, it's just really quite exhausting because good American people who are building businesses, who are, have solid work ethics, are being ruined, destroyed mm-hmm. because of what? Mm-hmm. What's right. going, what is this? Right. What is this all about? Because it's not about the virus. No, it's political agenda. And as Sarah said, there are businesses that will never open. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know that New York City will ever, ever be the same. I know we're getting there, but this is, they've harmed American citizens. This is legitimate yeah. now. And we, you know, I wrote an op-ed on the collateral damage. I didn't even think at that time when I wrote it, I truly understood what the collateral damage was going to be from these actions, from pushing a political agenda, from hating a man who was duly elected by the people, by the way. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, just just for clarification purposes, the uh, mayor's office was asked whether or not they would confirm if the emails were authentic, and they did. They were not going to confirm that. Of course so. not. Of course, kind of gives you your answer without answering the actual question. Uh, Shemaine, you know, you bring up that the American people are tired of this. They don't get it. And it reminds me, it feels like the Democrats are using the same playbook over and over and over again. You know, we saw it with Russia. Uh, They overplayed that. They played it out for two years. They wasted millions of taxpayer dollars uh, and plenty of time that could have been spent doing other things. And I felt like even just a couple months in, Americans were like, so if we don't see what's like if we don't see if we don't feel the pain of what's going on, if we don't see that you're actually making progress on this, we're, we're out. And then we had impeachment, and now I feel like it's the same thing with this. Well, and you forgot about the killer bees, or wasps, yes. hor- hornets. Murder hornets. Yeah, the murder yes. hornets, yeah, we, we forgot about those. Those were, God, I was really scared about that. <laughs> I mean, I was afraid to go outside. They were coming for you. They were. I knew they, they liked blondes. Did you hear that? I heard yeah, they liked yeah. blondes, too. But So they came after me, but I'm still here. Praise God. But, you know, yeah, it is quite exhausting. We can't figure out what they're going to come up with next, and I'm shocked that more Americans, more Democrats aren't waking up to this and coming over to the right side. I, I am too. Yaku, I just saw uh, Governor Abbott had a, a, a press conference today and I guess he said, what, 75 percent some some businesses can open now too. Thanks a lot, King Abbott. We really appreciate yeah, you yeah. letting our businesses open to almost uh, full capacity, but not quite. And, uh, you know, I, I see all of this happening and I saw the, the comments on social media, which I know you should not pay attention to, but it does give you kind of a good indication of where the other side is, how they feel. And there were so many Democrats, like you said, Shemaine, there were so many Democrats who were like, just, I mean, they're like, oh, well, okay, well, let the Republicans go out and live so that they can go and, you know, perish in the flames of COVID. And then we'll come out when it's all said and done and win this war. And I'm like, how are you guys still, how are you still locked down in your houses? It's unbelievable. But you know, the way I see it is that people who weren't extraordinarily religious prior to this, COVID has become their new religion. Yeah. Are you aware of the masked Nazis? Oh, yes. I mean, I've got yelled at in 
twice in the past day that it, the mask was not over my nose. Oh, yes. That's going to make a big difference. Yeah. And then there was a woman, as I was going into the grocery sh store, she had her mask around her chin, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> so yeah. she cares. Just, she she cares. cares about her health. Yeah. The good news is, I think that if, you, if we want to look at the bright side of this, I think we're all going to be more health conscious, I hope and pray, yes. and take care of our bodies. Yeah, look, now COVID, there's a lot of good things that are going to come out of COVID. And there was an amazing opportunity for the church yes. to recalibrate. To if we can get back where, into church. Well, where is our position? Yeah, but you're not in, in church if you're in the building. And that's part of the problem. Church needs to start activating in the street. Church needs to start actually walking in and out and stand for righteousness and stand for liberty, stand for justice, because it's happened on our watch. We've been pushed around in this country, prayer out of schools, all that stuff happened because we are the silent majority, wake up silent majority. But to that point, they've taken the poison, Sarah. Yeah. They've taken it, hook, line, and sinker. Those who are die-hard, go-die Republicans, you go into the street, although nobody's falling over anywhere, by the way. And I travel, okay? And we are more open than other states. Yeah. Okay? Because other places yeah. are dismal. I was downtown Phoenix the other day, and it was ghost town. And it's a conservative place, but it's ghost town. So, but they've taken the poison to an alarming rate, where even now, after you get the CDC saying 96%, this facts coming out, they're hiding numbers and they hurt businesses, they'll still say, nope, lockdown, we want to be locked down. It's alarming. It's really alarming because those individuals, I don't know, they may be gone. We may have lost them yeah. as, as contributing citizens to the United States. Well, and that's what they want, though, is they want us dependent on them. Of course. And big brother, big government, you know, and it's such a shame because it really is not only businesses, but look what's happening to our kids. I saw a woman on the plane. I flew, just flew in a woman on a plane with, I would say, a two year old struggling to keep the mask on the two year old. That's yeah, ridiculous. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's almost every day now I see a headline of, you know, Southwest kicks woman yes. with two, three year old off the plane because she let her kid eat a snack and pulled the mask down while the kid was eating the snack, or the two-year-old wouldn't wear the mask, and so they had to turn around and take them back yes, to the terminal. Yes. And I'm like, have you guys ever been around a two-year-old? You yeah. can't get a two-year-old to eat broccoli. <laughs> right. Like, how are you going to get yeah, but a how, But how do, you, how do you prolong this game plan, which is their fourth attempt and attack, mm -hmm. and it's not riding all the way to November? Remember, they wanted to just end it with impeachment. Mm -hmm. And then they said, well, now let's ride, you know, the next wave. And all of a sudden now, you know, they lost control and now COVID didn't make it to November. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, we've got to prolong it. So now it's fear mongering. Yep. It's public shaming. It's kicking people off the, it's all through fear. Yeah. Feels and a lot like, feels a lot like what they did in Germany. Mm -hmm. Right. By forcing people to cry hail Hitler and whatever. Right. And it's by forcing them, shaming them in public, rallying around a woman in a restaurant and say, you know, raise your hand in the BLM movement and people just going, no. And I just want to encourage you. Stand, yeah. toe the line, stand, have a spine. OK, yeah. they're the cowards. Come November. If we don't stand up for this, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is going to be replaced by quarantines, masks, and vaccines. Mm -hmm. And taxes. And taxes. More taxes. We do have to stand up. But the problem is, when they're coming after you and you're just by yourself, we saw about the couple in New York that were just enjoying themselves on a nice summer day, and you get attacked. You know, it's coming to the point where um, I had an, an incident just yesterday, actually, where a homeless guy came up to me. I was in, I will say, my husband's Hellcat. 
pretty, can I say badass? Yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Pretty badass kind of car. <laughs> and this homeless guy was walking in front of me and I could obviously could tell he was, didn't have um, clean clothes or clean hair and shoes were holy and, and just had that, you know, shuffle about him. And then he saw my car and he literally took a hard right and started coming towards me and was inches away from my driver window. I, I backed it up, put it in reverse and, and used all of the power of that Hellcat to get out of there. But what do people do? How do you defend yourself if you're by a woman, a pregnant woman by yourself mm -hmm. and they come up to you and they're in your face? Mm -hmm. Say her name. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Uh, well, just to kind of, just to, to wrap up this particular topic with what's going on in Nashville, do you guys think that ultimately silver lining of all of this COVID stuff, right? We're talking about all of the negatives. We've got uh, the majority of lockdown business closures are permanent to get into here in a little bit. But um, do you think that ultimately the silver lining of this will be um, the undermined faith in these institutions that really should we should have not had faith in for a while now, like the CDC, like these government officials who, you know, for a long time, people just want to believe that they're all they're all here to do good, you know, and they're these white knights. And I feel like, if anything, at least maybe this has planted the seed. What do you think? 100 percent. I think we should dub 2020 the Great Reveal. The Great Awakening. Yeah, the it's, Great yeah. Reveal, where all those evil things that have always been hidden and we bought into, mm -hmm. to your point. Mm hmm. It's now uncovered and we go, okay, you fooled me once, but now I'm not, I absolutely think silver lining is there. I have to, yeah. I have to still believe in the American people. Yeah. I have to still believe that even though we don't see them yet, we will see them at the polls. I actually believe um, that that is happening, Sarah. Yes. I do. I do too. I think, I don't know if you know about the movie Dirty Dancing. Of course. You know, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, Everybody wants South to do the Patrick Swayze okay. movie. Okay. Can we do that later? There's a big open space and <laughs> I know how to do that. But in the movie, in Dirty Dancing, um, Patrick Swayze's character says, nobody pushes baby in a corner. Yes. And that's what's happening now. They're pushing all of us into a corner and we are coming out fighting. Yeah. All right, we have got much more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So here's the deal, guys. Uh, you think that when you leave your house, you have an alarm system and you set it and then you leave and your home is safe or so you think. But what you don't know possibly is that uh, cybercrime for a home title theft is actually one of the quickest growing crimes in the country, according to the FBI, because all of our all of our home's titles, they're online now, where cyber thieves can go in, they can forge your signature uh, on a quick claim deed, and then they can refile as the new owner of your home. You're off the title. All of the retirement nest egg that you have put in, all of the equity in your house could be gone just like that. Trust me, you don't want to find out about this before it's too late. And you might think, well, I've got a banking system. I've got a banking program that'll take care of that. Uh, common identity theft programs, uh, banking programs protection, none of those actually protect you from home title theft. But Home Title Lock does. It protects your home's legal title and uh, it puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And the instant that they detect tampering, they will shut it down. Now, you're not going to know if you're a victim unless you go to 
HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you have already been a victim before it's too late. You can use promo code Y, that's W-H-Y, for 30 free days of protection to help you manage the crisis. If it turns out that you are one of those people, but you got to know before it's too late, you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. That is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Y. Back in a minute. I uh, just want to touch on this before we move on, but uh, we did talk about it in the opening. So s- just six months into the economic disruption of COVID-19 here in this country, uh, the, the website Yelp, you guys are familiar yep. with Yelp, yep. right? Uh, Yelp has found that more than 60% of business closures that have occurred just since March 1st are now permanent. Now, the way that they did this, this is from March 1st through August 31st, 163,735 businesses have changed their status on the website to reflect closures. And uh, of those 163,735 businesses, 97, almost 98,000 of them have been marked as permanently closed. And uh, that is a 34% increase since mid July. Um, again, I feel like I just said this the last segment. I feel like it's like, hey, guys, um, there were some people who were warning everyone of this and we were saying, yes, there may be a virus that might be people might be dying from. But that number is much more minor than the detriment that you are going to do to this economy. If you close people's livelihoods, if you close people's businesses, they can't feed their families. They are shut in. They don't have a way to provide. Uh, And now here we have it. And of course, the restaurant industry, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to either of you. The restaurant industry has been the hardest hit uh, during the pandemic. And, you know, again, it's like we tried to warn everyone. I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I recall sitting right here at this table and being like, hey, guys, maybe we should consider uh, whole health. In of the February, country, you did that. Right. Yeah. whole health of the country, and yeah. not just yeah. uh, a an, an actual virus. Maybe we consider whole health, and uh, that this will be way harder to dig ourselves out of. But you remember when are. the president of the United States said, "We've got a COVID task force. I'm going to bring in the business element because yes. we need to look yes. at this holistically." And yes. they just about crucified the guy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a smart move because mm-hmm. this is not. A one-size-fits-all approach where Fauci runs the world. Right. Okay. Well, no. so, I mean, yeah. the, they're science. They're scientists. They're doctors. They're not yeah. economists, exactly. right? Exactly. They're not, they're not, but but they're it's not but it's a disaster. Yeah. Because because those businesses. Sorry, Shemaine, no, no. Those businesses. You could tell when I took a breath. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's I'm so blessed to be with two powerful women. It's so good. Uh, and, but those businesses. Let's not be ethereal about it. Those businesses represent people. Families, children, literally now not having an income in the home. It is a ripple down effect and impact in this country that we will not be able to truly measure for years. For years. And we're never going to come back. We can't come out of this the way that we had a normal livelihood. My stepson owns three restaurants in New York. And they're they're struggling. Mm. I don't know how you can... You can't make it happen anywhere. And the problem is... Are they happy? You know, I just want to like look into a camera and go, Nancy Pelosi, are you happy? Right. Are you happy with this? Because it seems like now they don't care about people. Mm-hmm. We care about people. No, they don't. We obviously care about people and their businesses and their livelihoods and future generations. They care about getting one thing, getting Trump out. Yes. And it's like a ship going down. 
grab the life jacket, grab, grab, the, grab the cup, that'll help me, you know, whatever it is, the red pen. Yeah. They're, they're grasping at but anything. I mean, you know, the best form of leadership is what's called servant leadership, okay? You, you lead up. We've got a president that's saying, I'm about the people. I've not seen anything, anything, anything from in four years where they put the people first, down to her hair no, blow. No. Mm -hmm. It's right. called blowout, it, by the way. Blowout, <laughs> hair blow. a big difference. Well, maybe, maybe hers is a hair blow and she needs a real blowout. <laughs> by the way, can I do a quick ad? Buy this mug. It's an amazing mug. I want this. Come I'm on. Buy keep it. it. Keep it. Oh buy this it mug. To new guests on the show. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. yes. Shop.blazemedia.com. Yes. It's, it's water. water. It is water. It is water. Uh, so the, uh, moving on to another headline of the day, uh, the looting and destruction of property linked to all of the rioting that's been taking place across the country uh, following, of course, I feel like. You know the the old lady in the Titanic, the movie The Titanic? Yeah. I, I feel like her whenever I talk about all of these things because I feel like that's how long it's been. Shelley Winters? Since, is that, is that I think the one? so. Yeah. Or, I the, think. or the one that it's about, Titanic is about. D no, the one in the movie. Okay. And she's like, it's been 10 million years. That's how long I feel like it's been yeah. since Your we've started talking about this. But uh, following all, you know, it started in Minneapolis. We had all of the riots and the looting uh, after the death of George Floyd. Well, now it's estimated to be uh, the destruction of property is estimated to be the most expensive in insurance history. Uh, this is inter an interesting quote from a, a firm they compiled the data. It's called Property Claim Services. They said, the protests that took place in 140 U.S. cities this spring were mostly peaceful, but the arson, vandalism, and looting that did occur will result in at least $1 billion to $2 billion of paid insurance claims. So that's this. I mean, it was mostly peaceful other than the $2 billion of damage that they and had to pay. $2 billion of damage did not make one life safer. Right. Did not protect yeah. one black kid. Well, it, actually killed many. Yes, yes. More than police ever touched. Yes. The hypocrisy that you are willing to harm and kill and hurt your own people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who mm -hmm. you claim to protect, right? To get or your want, rhetoric. Want to. Or want to. Yeah. Or get your rhetoric across. It's despicable. But here, here's the problem. We're all thinking logically. They're not. No, there's no logic. That's like saying, this is like saying the Gulf War was mostly peaceful. You know, this is this is a new element and one that, you know, it's a rude awakening, but it's one I think it was necessary for us to really, you know, the silent majority cannot be silent anymore. We have to be loud and proud patriots. We have to stand up for what is right. We, when we see something, yes, you got to say something. And what's going on right now is wrong. But the sad thing is, I worry about those people who are on the fence and they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if you've got, you have people in your lives who are, well, I just, I don't like orange man. Yes. Whatever, for yeah. whatever reason. So they're going to vote for Biden. No, we don't want everybody to vote if you're like that. When you try to explain logic and common sense, it's like their their ears are closed off to it. So I that's what I that's what scares me. That, well, that's a good point too because I also wonder. And of course, this is being I I have a, a history of working in the insurance 
area arena. So maybe it's just the insurance lady and me talking. But I see this and I know that there's such a disconnect already with how people perceive insurance companies. Mm. And so I'm hoping that they understand that uh, this $2 billion that's paid out, you know, when the insurance premiums jump up, that's not because the insurance companies are greedy. Exactly. Right. Because we've, we've heard time and time again yeah. from all of these rioters, well, they, that's what they have insurance for. The insurance companies will pay for it. Well, guys, this, this is not free money. Right. This is this isn't free, free money. Lunch. I mean, and it's the same thing with health insurance. Well, so. according to BLM, the leaders of BLM said that they can afford it. They have insurance. So go ahead and take if you want that Gucci bag. Exactly. You can have that. You need it. No, no, exactly. The sense of entitlement. That picture I, you had up there. I, I don't know if the producers can pull that back up. But if you look at that picture, it's like a it's like a scene from Terminator. Yeah. The one with the look no. at that. Yes. <laughs> That's, well, that's reality, mostly. by the way. That's not well, Hollywood. Okay, so th- yeah. that's, that's mostly, mostly peaceful. That's mostly peaceful. Because he's got a mask. He's being considerate of others. <laughs> the Terminator <laughs> is about to walk out of that car. You he's know. being considerate. Look, and he's got sunglasses on. So he's being considerate of others. <laughs> yeah, why does he peaceful. have sunglasses on? <laughs> you have a problem with that? No. He's <laughs> in the dark. Uh, all right, so tell me what you guys think about this one. The Department of Justice is looking into whether federal charges can be brought against Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin over her failure to to crack down uh, on the whole autonomous zone that was controlled for weeks by rioters. Uh, Of course, there were several deadly shootings, lots of uh, rioting. There were injuries. Um, Obviously, the people who lived in the neighborhood that they controlled were left just, you know, completely unprotected. Uh, And so now the Department of Justice is trying to find out she may face federal charges. I say bring it on. Absolutely. Throw the book. Yeah. Throw the book at it. And not just her, not only, but this is also a mayor that refused to take a phone call and police calls and they just, they just. Wasn't she the one who said it's just going to be the summer of love? Exactly. It's just the summer of love, guys. Just let him play out. It's just Woodstock. It's like Woodstock. It's Woodstock. Yeah. With fire. Right. And And shootings. and Shooting and and some death. Yeah. Syringes on the round. Right. Right. stuff that you don't want to smell or right right what i wonder is why do so many people <coughs> hillary clinton get away sorry i had this terrible cough oh, wow why do so many people get away with with everything why does it feel to me like nothing's going to happen now there's deep protection and there I, is I a deep, deep state of protection yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it it just it's a shame Mm-hmm. It's in. It feels like a losing battle, but but it's not going to be because we're going to stand up and fight. And that's what I was going to say is it does feel like uh, when you're looking in the legal system, it feels like they're always slipping through the cracks and they're able to get away. But you have to believe that all of the residents of all of these cities, these inner cities who were left unprotected, who don't feel like their city officials stood up for them. You, I mean, I got to believe that yeah. if that's not a wake up call, I don't know what is. You know, people have to understand. And, and what you do is so important. One voice truly matters. For you to step out of your shell and your comfort zone and to speak out about what you and your family have gone through is, is epic. And imagine the ripple effect if everybody saw something that was wrong and everybody started speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. I think we can really make some incredible strides. I think Sarah makes a really good point. In those cities, it needs to be class action style. Class oh, action absolutely. And say... We're just coming to come in numbers and we're going to use the law that still prevails in our country, Mm -hmm. although they're trying to erode it. Mm -hmm. It still prevails. So use the law. It's in your favor here. Yeah. Do it by the book. 
But sadly, look at, you know, the McCluskeys, what happened in St. Louis. It's got to, it's sadly, it's got to come from where there are Republicans in, you know, majority and Republicans in charge. And it's, unfortunately, it might not happen in those democratically run cities. But but you can't because you think it might not happen. I agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. You got to push back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. So if you are a dog owner and you have not yet tried Rough Greens, you got to do it. Uh, I, I, I get it. Like we all love our dogs. We're here in America where we spoil the crap out of our dogs and we let them on our furniture for some unknown reason. I'm like, why did I start this? Dogs are dirty and she's on my couch. Why did I do this to myself? It's because we love our dogs and we want them to live the longest, healthiest, most comfortable life possible. Well, you can help your dog do that with Rough Greens. Uh, It is not a dog food, so it's not going to take the place of your dog's food. But if you're feeding them dry dog food, all of the good stuff that's in it that's supposed to help them thrive, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the probiotics, uh, all of that stuff it's already killed out of the food to give it that long shelf life. So they're not getting it from that food. You got to add it back in with Rough Greens. It is a supplement that you sprinkle on top. It adds all of those things back in and it helps your dog really thrive. And as an added bonus, if you have a really picky eater, like my dog, my Doberman, like never wanted to eat until we started feeding her with the Rough Greens on top. And now she finally eats and she doesn't wait until 4 p.m. to eat her breakfast. And we know that she is getting all of the nutrients she needs to live a longer healthier life. You can take the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart challenge today. It is $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in those 14 days, usually less. If you want to see your dog thrive again, especially if you have an older dog, let them live out the rest of their lives as comfortably as they can. It'll increase joint mobility uh, if they have a problem with that as well. You can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. Shemaine, I I remember earlier you said that you talk about on your show, you talk about politics, you talk about healthy living. um, You mentioned you guys talk about vaccines. So I'm curious to know your thoughts about all of this vaccine related uh, conversation that's taking place surrounding COVID-19. I know there are a lot of viewers out there who I think a lot of them actually they were previously were like, yeah, vaccines are ultimately good, I think. But now they're seeing all of this COVID-19 vaccine being pushed on them, how quickly it's all happening. And it's making a lot of people uncomfortable with the idea that they're supposed to just go and get a jab for something that they're not scared of to begin with. And I know that uh, Governor Abbott also during his press conference that we talked about earlier uh, today, he there were some mentions of, you know, until the vaccine becomes available, until the vaccine becomes available. And it just feels like we've got to do all of these things until the magic pill becomes available. Um, And I just kind of wanted to open up a dialogue and get your thoughts on that. Well, first, I'm not anti-vaccine. Mm-hmm. However, I don't get the flu shot. I never will. Yeah. Uh, my son, after he was vaccinated, one of his vaccines the next day had 104 fever. And I know all the side effects. What I wonder is why do they have to put all these other things in the vaccine? And that's what worries me. And uh, again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I don't like the rush. Mm-hmm. I would, I would take a vaccine or encourage people to take a vaccine that President Trump has authorized over Bill Gates any day of the week. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, and I did hear Bill Gates. Now, now Bill Gates is coming out, and he's like, "Well, I don't know if well, we can I, trust this vaccine. He's not exactly. making any yeah. money off of it." Yeah, I'm like, exactly. "Oh, that's interesting. How you change your tune when it's not your vaccine right. that you're making money off of, Bill?" Yeah, but come on, let's not repeat what we just walked through. There's a magic pill, mm-hmm. and it's coming. No, there are so many solutions. So many today available today to the american people and around the world that's tried and tested that absolutely helps COVID. if COVID is your main concern with the vaccine my issue with vaccines in this country is this has been coming a long time we've normalized vaccines to the point yes. where flu season the vaccine's free mm-hmm. it's free and everybody should get it why it's to herd mentality yes. people so that when the government wants to pull a trigger in saying now we're going to deposit something into your body no conspiracy that that should not be in your body, that people just willingly line up like cattle to the slaughter. So my kids are not vaccinated, and I'll tell you why. I'm from Africa. We've got West Nile, Ebola. We've got viruses you've never even heard of. We laugh at COVID, okay? (laughs) right? And we have 17 vaccines from when a child is born until he leaves high school. 72 in the United States with not a iota of the amount of diseases that we have in Africa. So you have to ask yourself why. Why? And what's in them? And why should vaccines not be tested by a board and approved by a board? Why is there a separate unit that says, oh, this vaccine is good for kids and go put it in someone's body? Until you can tell me what's in it and why it's in it and it doesn't check out medically, I don't trust them for nothing. And why can we not, if we do choose to get the vaccine, you can't sue anybody if you had any kind of health effects. Well, you can, go through, you can go through the government court and yeah. good luck to you there. Because it's not FDA regulated. Exactly. The vaccines are not FDA regulated. So you, all the people, no recourse. what I say is all the people lining up to get flu shots, have at it. If mm-hmm. this will make you feel comfortable, again, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not anti-mask, but whenever I don't have to wear it, I don't wear it. Yeah. And you're same anti- thing. You're, you're pro-choice for pro-choice. Right? Look, I'm never going to frown this upon a, a single person that says my kids are vaccinated. I'm not that person because no. I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. I can't be, hey, I want freedom, but I want to control your freedom. That's not me. But I'm going to make my own choices. Yeah. And nobody makes those choices for me and you don't speak for me. And unless it checks out for me, one, according to my faith and according to common sense that needs to return to this country, try me to line up for that flu vac for that uh, you know covid vaccine let's see well you know they you mentioned it earlier in the show they told us this was just to flatten the curve we flattened the curve there was not a problem we didn't overwhelm the hospital system then they said well we got to wait until we get less cases and then they said well we you know obviously we have to wait now until the vaccine comes out is that going to be the line for them? Once the vaccine becomes available, will they finally drop all of these ridiculous policies, the masks, everything else, or will it just be something else? I think that? they're they're scrambling. Like I said, like, oh, let's have the, right. the yellow highlighters are, are they're, they're poison. You can't use yellow. Or COVID can jump to our pets or whatever it is. We love our pets. We love rough, rough greens. Rough greens. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're trying to... You know, there's a movie called Wag the Dog. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. And it's clear to those of us who have seen what's going on and know and are enlightened, so to speak, about all of this. And again, what saddens me and what worries me is the people who are on the other side and they don't know, they can't see this and they're blinded to that. And they are, they have the sheep mentality. Mm-hmm. No, but Sarah, I'm just going to tell you, and I know sincerely, we've been very early on this show on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. 
you have been very early and you just said something that kind of just, it's alarming. It's very alarming. When that vaccine's available, regardless of what happens in November, right? What does it look like for those that say no? Mm-hmm. I'm not taking it. Mm-hmm. You can't fly. What, no, what's that, what's that going to look like, okay? And now how does that line up with our constitutional rights all of a sudden? How does that line up with the right to try and all the other things and your medical conditions and what, you know, whatever you want, right? This is, this is a real question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even under whoever the administration is, is we're going to have a fight in this country when you start forcing medicine on somebody. You can't do it. And that's why I said life, liberty, liberty and the pursuit of happiness is going to be replaced by quarantines, vaccines and masks if we're not careful. And we need to we need to have our president. Um, he's doing wonderful Absolutely. things in the Middle East. And and I, I love all of this. But now it's got to come to this. We have to fight this covid war and we have to step up and we have to show people we're not we're not baby. We're not going to be pushed into the corner. We're going to speak up for ourselves. And if they, if they want to be sheep and, you know, offer their veins, you know, there's nothing we could do about it. But what's going to happen to us, you said, what does it look like for the people who don't? For me, I, we talked about, I've been to Africa many times, yeah. and I'm a hunter. Mm-hmm. Our lives during the quarantine didn't change a bit. Yeah. I didn't do anything different. We live off the land. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't have to travel. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've got more to come. Back in a minute. In other news of the day, you know, it's interesting because if you listen to the Democrat lawmakers, we keep hearing about how all of these wildfires that are raging along the West Coast are because of climate change. You know, obviously, President Trump has something to do with it because he has something to do with everything these days. Uh, But we really have to talk about climate change when it comes to the Democrats response to these wildfires, although there have been arrests. Uh, of actual arsonists who are setting fires in this area. But that's just that's just coincidence. Uh, but there is a video of uh, one woman from Oregon who was quite ready to defend her property when she caught one of the arsonists in the act and a- ended up holding him at gunpoint until the police arrived. Her name is Kat Cast. Uh, she had she live streamed the video on her Facebook over the weekend. And here's a little bit of what that looked like. Watch. Get on the floor! Get on the floor and lay down! Lay down! What are you doing in my property? Oh, I love that. I said, I didn't know the property. Did you light anything on fire? No, ma'am. What are you doing with those matches on your head? I smoke. You smoke? Where are your cigarettes? You don't want to have matches right now. Did you light anything up on fire? No. What's your name? Corey Allen. You're going to stay right there. I got the cops coming. Now, again, I don't Can know. I cheer? Please do. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if everyone heard it, but she, he had matches. She saw him with matches. She said, what are you doing with matches? Uh, he said, "I for a cigarette, and, which I don't know anyone who uses matches for a cigarette. And then she said, where are your cigarettes? I don't have any. I don't. And then he got arrested. And apparently he had multiple warrants out, one of them uh, being for assaulting a police officer. So a really good dude. I'm sure he was yeah. up to right. just really, really right. honorable. Just- Going out for a stroll. Yeah. Yeah. Taking in. 
Yeah, this, I love this video. Um, she's my hero because she's not getting pushed into the corner and she's standing up for her property. Don't come on my property. And when people start messing with your property, you have got to defend it. And I love the fact that she's a woman and she told the guy what to do and he did it. Yes. And she, she did a little bit of the gun pointing, but I did see um, when she had her hand behind, she had her finger she off the trigger tr control. She had some trigger control. <laughs> so I love that. And you know what the sad thing is, though, in this day and age that we have to go there, yeah. that we have to think about defending our, our, ourselves and our property and this, again, I don't think, you know, as hunters and people who live off the land, and you see that in, in Africa, obviously everywhere, it's a, a whole different thing going on in Africa. I know about the land grabs, though. That's, that's yeah. another story. But, um, yeah, I, I love this woman. I love what she did. And I think she's a, a great role model. But it's, it's sad that we have to go that, to that route. Look, when we, when we get into gun control and how to handle weapons, you know, I've said before, get training. But what I really liked about what she did, other than just thank you for standing up, is it was with authority. Yes. It was confident. And I want yes. women to know, you stand with authority. You go with a boisterous voice and you do it with confidence, right? Because those individuals, they'll, they'll cower. You know, and she went mama on him. I like that. I love that. Like, boy, I'm about to teach you, whoop you, and teach you at the same time. And dang it, the cops are coming. And I'm going to pray over you, too. Yeah. <laughs> so just, I, I didn't hear that part. No, that was no, left she out. She didn't okay. say that, but I th I'm just like, that's what's next. Yeah, you bless him. You know, but, yeah. but thankfully, he didn't run. Mm -hmm. and, and that would be the way, if you're a bad guy, to do it. Just get down and say, okay, but here we go again. Priors. Warrants. Why do they keep I letting mean, out the recidivistic scum, as my husband would say? Because when you take law away, the lawless run amok. The yeah. insane run the asylum. Yeah. And it's, it's obviously when it starts encroaching on people's property and, and they have to protect themselves or their families. I had a death threat um, from visiting our president at the White House. I posted on social media and I, had, I thought this was great. You know, if you went to go visit the president and posted a photo, Amazing. I thought right. I got so much hate. I spent five days like it I don't have a team of people. Right. It was me deleting all the hateful things, including a very specific death threat and that made me wake up and realize you know is this is this what this is coming to that we can't we can't speak our voice what's on our hearts why is who I vote for going to cause you to want to kill me mm. but it's not a, because it's not about honestly it's not about Joe Biden and Donald Trump we are in a spiritual battle we're, we're in a, a war a spiritual for, war we're in a war for light yep. and a war for darkness yep. and those that embrace darkness and hate don't care. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Whatever. They'll, they'll just, they, they're looking for a reason. In, in Matthew 5.15, it says, um, nobody puts, uh, lights a lamp and puts it under a shade. You, you let everybody see it. And that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah. Amen. All right. We've got more to come back in a minute. So do you teach uh, self-defense too?
All right. Yesterday's poll, will Joe Biden find a way of getting out of the debates? That is, as Shemaine just said, what did you say, the $60 million the $60 question. $60 million dollar question. Will he actually find a way of getting out of the debates? Can you guys show me on the screen? Because I don't have the paper right in front of me. There you go. Thank you. Almost 90% of you said yes. 10% of you said no. But how? How? Uh, how? I tell you how. He gets okay. COVID? He's going to be demolished in the first debate. He's going to have to do one. He has to he's, do the one. He's, he's already to do agreed one, to and it. And then his team's going to go, whoa, you know, we don't want to. But but he's not going to get out of the first one. He, there's no, no way. No. Come on. I mean, this I is going to make such great entertainment. I mean, oh. I can't wait for this because we don't need Netflix or no, no, whatever. No. All the other flicks All out there. We just got to watch. Where's Hunter? First question. Where's Hunter? Mr. President, what do you think? Hey, Joe, where's Hunter? Well, people keep saying, uh, the, oh, the debates aren't going to happen. And I'm like, they do not it. tell me that. No. I have been waiting all year. It's the only good thing about 2020 has been watching those debates with popcorn. Do not take that away from me. Exactly. Right? I know, <laughs> right. right? Before we go, uh, don't forget, Simply Shemaine on Facebook Watch. Yep. T- tell them the time again. It's 5 p.m. Eastern, Shemaine.nugent, the blue check. Okay, perfect. Go catch it. She's amazing. Come on. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.